0: By yeah, yeah, yeah. Two minutes and twenty-one seconds of punk, and there ain't no punk.
1: That's, right. That's right. I just get a casket. That's all your ass it. Snap your CD and drop the pieces in your casket. Like little Jack Conan. You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media. The wrestling podcast for people who go outside. Go outside into this universe. Tiffany Stratton is the fucking queen of holy fucking shit (laughs) I might be comparatively late to this party I don't have any words I don't other than this girl is the fucking blueprint I, I I she's only 24 she's only been wrestling she started wrestling training in 2021 yeah, She's just got it. Jacked. Just, strong. It. Doing crazy athletic shit that you don't ever see in the women's division. Unlimited fucking cardio. Charisma out the fucking wazoo. Fucking. And knew what to do. Knew where to be. Knew how to tell the story. Knew how to catch people. Like, I, you know, we see many other highly touted, highly praised, especially ladies, who look like fucking baby deers on ice tiff looks like she's been out there for 10 fucking years like she uh, is
0: uh, she is amazing man i've uh it's funny like i didn't want to watch nxt at one point like it's like a few to time i I just
1: I still don't that's why i said i'm kind of late on this like i had an idea and i've seen some highlights of hers and some stuff and i'm like it's great i'm like but I would say, you know, that's crazy because you don't... The stuff that she does, you just don't see in the women's division. And especially you don't see someone who looks like that doing that. Um,
0: yeah, but she, then I figured,
1: all... much like a lot of things in NXT, you know, the highlights are basically all that happens in the match. And then the rest of it, you know, sucks. And people are getting lost and, and looking green. But then she's been out here and she's getting... Like in this match, she was never lost at all. If anything... The only people who looked lost or looked unfamiliar with one another with one another was uh Naomi and Becky. That first segment, I was like, "Oh shit, is this how this is going to go? Like is everybody messed up from the time difference? Is it too hot? Like what is going on because they looked they looked like they were wrestling in quicksand. They were going so slow and just looked so unfamiliar with each other. It had me trying to remember like did have Naomi and Becky ever wrestled before? Because they just looked so out of sync and so – it was just – but then once other people started flowing in and once everybody started kind of gelling together, that match was fucking cracking, man. So far – I mean, obviously, it's super, super early, but that's definitely going to be – I would think in my top 20 <laughs> top twenty matches of the year by the time it's all said and done, that match was fucking fantastic. Um, it, it was uh... – it was a really good
0: match. The only match that I watched in full from the chamber. Uh obviously I did not watch it live <laughs> because five o'clock in the morning. I try I tried too, man. I tried. I was gonna actually try to stay up and like I was like, you know what? It's the weekend, whatever. Uh couldn't sleep anyway like that. So I was like, I'll right, try to stay up. Passed out at four, three 4 in the morning, trying to stay up, woke up, saw everybody. Complaining about the result of of said match and a couple other things. So, um, Tiffany Stratton has been really good for a while. And I remember when I first saw her. Uh, I and I think we know that we know that we know the discussion that they have with NXT and Shawn Michaels being the greatest Booker to ever, <laughs> to, ever to ever live is, is the talk. Um, but I, I just remember when I first saw uh Tiffany Stratton I was like wow like she has she has the look she's athletic and I was like but like the legally blonde esque character that she started with threw me off and I thought about it I was like okay I I guess once she gets to the main roster it'll be different and, and it essentially has been a little bit and she's kind of staking her claim and she just continues to amaze I think um I think there's a couple of couple of ladies that are in NXT that could really galvanize the the main roster and 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 shake shit up. And I think that also makes it a bit clear that I don't want people to. I
1: don't no, know, I don't please don't people, do this. Please don't do it. I'm gonna say something. No, because past- I'm I'm gonna say something in a minute too. <laughs> We've moved
0: past the need for some of people's favorites, I believe, in WWE.
1: Oh, course. Okay. That's not where I thought you were going. No, no, no. Good. No, you're absolutely correct. No. And so
0: I think... This is why I said I wasn't going to say this. But you have a Tiffany Stratton who fulfills the... What people have always considered the WWE's dream woman to push, right? You know, like beautiful blonde woman who's athletic and can do all these great things. And... God, I don't I'm trying to word this the right way when you have someone like that that's that talented you start to look at some of the other people like ah, oh, maybe they weren't as great as as people tried to make them out to be um there was a young lady that happened to be in the chamber match uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to, today that I have I think she's a she's I think she's she's well beautiful like, I don't like putting too much on it, but I think she's an attractive woman who has a fan base because of her character and her attractiveness, but I don't think she could hold a candle to anything
1: that uh, Tiffany Stratton does. And do you know why? Do you know why you think that? Why, and do you why? know why that wasn't the right choice and and she was right where she should be in that chamber match? Why? Because Liv Morgan kind of sucks. I- mm. Sorry. Sorry. Name me a great fucking Liv Morgan match. Name me a match where you're like, oh man, Liv Morgan. Just, I'm I'm feeling memories of Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at WrestleMania 10. Liv Morgan on. sucks, man.
0: I'm I'm, Goog- I'm on the laptop right now. Yeah, fucking it. go for it. It's rated. it's <laughs> rated Liv Morgan matches. We're gonna get to the bottom of this because I'll be honest. I I've the the most that I've ever seen of, of a Liv Morgan match was probably that yeah. one she had. Was she cashed in the briefcase? Which was
1: one of the most atrocious. Dumbest
0: It <laughs> was the fucking dumbest shit I ever saw. Oh my god. I just I thought it was absolutely stupid. Um her highest rated match. Oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> her highest rated match says Elimination Chamber 2023 against Asuka, the Royal Rumble 2023 against Rhea Ripley and then and extreme rules 2022 versus ronda rousey is third i am like i have to be reading this completely wrong I, there's no way i'm not reading this shit completely wrong the the ratings okay let's see let, let's quickly go to 2.75 stars 2.5 stars 3.5 two stars one star ugh, okay um, 2. 5, 2. 2.5 2.25 ugh 2.252. Granted, I just want to point out star ratings do not dictate the 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 true They don't, know, but there's a trend there. Is a it it like even the even the wrestlers that you don't even care about have at least gotten several threes or fours. There's like one four and it's against Asuka. And I think like, it's Asuka, right? So like that's Asuka. If Asuka carried this woman to a great, a great match, that's Asuka. That's kind of what she, you know, she's she's great. I am just super confused, super confused at people who go, oh, it wasn't Becky's story. It's Liv's story because of the situation with Rhea. And it's like, hey, man, are you going to go with the the proven draw? The two two proven draws uh, in your division to, you know, be a part of the biggest match on, on WrestleMania for the women? Or i just going to try to fulfill some, some stands who love this person. And like I said, Liv, Liv, is, Liv is cool. I don't have anything against her. I don't think she's a great
1: yeah. wrestler, but yeah, she's cool. But I think a lot of people... Belongs nowhere fucking near a match yeah, love of that fucking caliber fans, on that fucking show. Just stop. It. Stop it's, it. I'm going to say this, and I don't...
0: And some people might not like this. Liv Morgan to me is what Alicia Fox became to a lot of people after she left because
1: Alicia you Fox. You let your personal connection to this person overshadow because, what we all fucking saw with our eyes.
0: And so like because when Alicia Fox, if I, I don't know if you've seen it as much as I have because. Oh, I've seen it. The stands tend to pop up and, <laughs> and talk, talk, try to
1: talk. You know what's like, funny? You know what's funny is you bring that up in my evaluation that I was thinking of before this show because I was talking to somebody else, uh, Miss Miss Lauren, on a Twitter about this this fucking subject. Um, Liv Morgan would have been the best wrestler in the Divas era.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: We ain't in the fucking Divas era. We long way from Kansas. <laughs> long way.
0: Long way from... It's funny, the Divas era... It's funny, this is why I think Tiffany Stratton is important, because in the Divas era, she she would be the shit in the Divas era. She would be head and shoulders above everybody else. She would be shitting on your Kelly Kelly's and your your... uh, I mean, everybody
1: in that match would have, so I don't...
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, when you look at what... I'm also thinking with the mindset of what One Vincent Kennedy McMahon at the time was was pushing and what he liked, I think, a Tiffany Stratton would have knocked everybody's socks off because she had the look. And, you know, look, it's been 15, 16 years since that era was was as prevalent. But, you know what? You know what the era was like and, you know, what Vince was pushing and he he pushed a lot of weird shit. So I think a Tiffany Stratton with the uh, athleticism, talent and the charisma I think like she would be she would fit well in any era same way I think of Becky Lynch would too but I think Becky might not have gotten the opportunities say 15 years ago because Vince was so stuck in a certain
1: but wave of Becky Becky won. wouldn't have gotten the opportunities uh fucking 7 years ago if somebody wouldn't have accidentally yeah. broke her face so it's another one so, the yeah, wrestling it's... genius quote unquote fucking lucked into
0: if we, if we really want to talk, like I've said Vince McMahon is the most overrated person in wrestling history because a lot of the things that changed his world and, and made him successful, it's like he stumbled on him by accident. We're Happy by accident, be, yeah. He didn't even want. So it's like it's like if you tell somebody, if you tell Steve Austin, I want you to be Fang McFrost, Ice Dagger, and his
1: wife says, drink your tea before it gets stone cold. And they refused, still, the most popular wrestling shirt fucking ever. It's crazy. It wasn't until three weeks after he cut the promo Mark King of the Ring, they started printing the shirts. They still it, didn't it, want to fucking use them like that. They didn't want to do
0: it. And that's the problem. And, and I, I always think, like I said, certain things
1: want just... want to go back before that, they cut Hulk Hogan because he wanted to do Rocky. The only reason they got him back was because Vern Gagne wanted too much of his fucking money. And his merch sales from his Japan trips. So so Hogan and so they had a disagreement about that. Vern fucking refused to put the belt on him. And then when it was time for him to go, Vince got him back. They put the belt on him three weeks fucking later after he came back. So that was another thing. They almost fucked that up. And they only got him back because of a disagreement between Vern and Hogan. If you want to go even further, Daniel the... Bryan, Becky Lynch.
0: You know what's funny. John Cena almost
1: got fired. Price <laughs> almost got so every star they put a gimmick could, on him to fuck with him, and then he ended up being John Cena. Getting over with it,
0: and and that's the thing. When you do these things, and it, it's like all the things he wanted to do backfired. Triple H was supposed to be the king of the ring in '96, right? And the curtain call fucked that up, right? So then it became all right, fine. Let's go. With, let's go with the ringmaster. All right, bro. Let's go with the ringmaster, buddy. And ends up becoming the fucking biggest star of the most profitable, biggest era of professional wrestling. That in itself. So like Vince McMahon has not was, he was never able to see certain talents. And like I don't I think people give Triple H a lot of credit. I think to his credit, he has done a lot better than uh Vince, which the bar is kind of low. But I think what it is is that when you're an actual wrestler and you've been through it and you've been a fan and like you're you're a serious fan i think it allows you to have a different perspective and it helps you to see certain things like vince was just pushing shit that he would get he can get off on and as disgusting as that is we now know that pretty
1: true motherfucker yeah
0: yeah it's pretty true so um i i just think that we're, we're in a great era for women's wrestling i think you know both companies right now have, uh, great. And it's funny because let's go back a couple, you know, some months ago, we had a pod talking about women's wrestling and 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 how much yeah. the focus needs to be in. And you know, not gonna toot, I don't want like people listen listen to us necessarily, but they I feel do. like yeah they do. But I feel like there's a ton of people who 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 shared that same sentiment, and they they were like, yo, we want to see these these women go out there and do what they do and we want them to be great. We want to see them do great things. And, you know, for Becky Lynch is your real Ripley's. I mean, let's look at the main event. I'm actually watching <laughs> some of the main event um as we do, as, as we're doing this Um real Ripley. Sure. Was Wrestling, you know,
1: what's funny is, is what's funny is what you were just talking about, about our complaints about other companies, and what they do with their women. And What you've just brought up is a great uh, segue to the next thing I was going to talk about because you're watching the main event with your Wrestling Observer newsletter, Women's Wrestler of the Year. And I saw a bunch of people who, um, you know, I liked Nirvana before they were cool, Uh, fucking insider y, people trying to act like, oh, I know what the real good stuff is. Uh, I love bitching about the fact that fucking uh, Athena didn't win it. Uh, Athena this, Athena that, what you need to do is go talk to your boy, TK, as to why this woman that supposedly is the wrestler of the year by such a wide margin can't get on their fucking TV show so people would see her and vote for her.
0: Don't get me started. Hello. Don't get me started. Motherfuckers. Hello. Don't get me started, bro. So I want to say something first, right? Right. There are people in AEW who share the same sentiment. <laughs> people who work there like, man, we want to own TV too. Just, we, we can't, you know, everything runs through one person. <laughs> Damn. Damn, that sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. One person makes all the main decisions. Everybody can come with ideas, you know. Bruce Prichard had ideas. Kevin Dunn had ideas. Brian Gertz had ideas. Everybody had ideas, and it all goes through one person. There's tons of people who I know at work in AEW or have a window into what's happening there, and it's like, man, we've been asking, man, like, but they want. Here's the thing: no, no large amount of people are gonna give a shit enough about Honor Club to pay that ten bucks a month to watch it, and there's nothing else to watch. If you wanna, if you wanna see Athena, you, like if people say, man, we wanna see Athena. Put on a fucking television program at least a couple times. Not you don't have to be every single week, but you know, bless you. Uh, you know, not every single single time, but like, damn, we can't get a couple weeks out of like every two months or or it's some shit. You can't get you can't get that. The problem stems from one person thinks they know more than everybody else. And if you think that. You're missing the boat, and what happens is that if 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 people who listen to this show they might say, "Oh man, D.A.R. man, there's some there's some bad faith arguments against against T.K. and 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 A.W. and all that stuff like that." Like I get that people think that that I have a gripe against A.W. person, which of course I do. You would have the same gripe if you were in this position that I am in, but I'm still a fan first. Before anything, I was a fan. And so I look at it from the perspective of this is a mistake on their part. No matter, and, and somebody would say, well, 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 what do you do? How would you get her on TV? Where's their time? Women wrestlers are not limited to one fucking segment a week or just two segments. Nobody, and, and like Ring of Honor, they had fucking Danhausen versus Brandon Cutler on the fucking Ring of Honor. Why would I pay $10 to watch Dan Houser beat up Brandon fucking Cutler? Maybe you can cut some of the promo time. Maybe you can cut some of the guys who don't add anything to the show or or bring a, you know, downward spiral to the show. Chris Jericho was on the show. Don Callis can be on the show, but you can't get Athena on the fucking show. You can't even get Athena a five to 10 minute match. That's a problem. And you can't tell me there's no space Because I've watched Don Callis sit and run his fucking mouth for like 10, 15 minutes for shit that no one fucking cares about. And you're going to have even less time to get Athena on television because guess what? You got Okada coming to join AEW. Well, Osprey is about to be a regular member.
1: You got to make time for... Don Callis to talk about nothing for Chris Jericho to have the segments where he steals everybody's heat. You got to have, you got to make time for the, for the claim to come out and do eighth grade humor jokes that were fucking dead a year and a half ago. Uh, You know, you can have, have the, <laughs> the arguable wrestler of the fucking year on the show that, that, you know, on your show where you claim at the end of every pay-per-view, this is where professional wrestling lives. Might want to put the wrestler of the Year on your fucking show.
0: Dude, it makes no sense. It, ma- it, it like it still makes no sense to me. Like I, I, I wish. And the worst part is that the fans who don't go outside, which I'm sure some of you are listening to this because I know how y'all do. Well, well because you got with... listen
1: to it so you can report back to people and kiss ass, because that's yeah. the only get, value that your existence has,
0: and get no further. <laughs> you get really no work further, further. <laughs> you get no further but the problem is to me is like when we look at what aw's been doing with their with the television programming and some of the stuff that that they're doing i think us giving honest assessments and saying things you, you know like kind of like giving just opinions and being like hey man like this would be good if they did this. It would be better if it you know, was this way. That's us actually genuinely seeing a, a area where things could be better and then pushing for like, man, it'd be dope if you did this. Whereas people, I've seen people defend, well, if you put Athena on Dynamite, then who's going to watch Ring of Honor? Who's watching it anyway? Like, like, when you look on the timeline, do you see, right, does Ring of Honor ever trend anymore? Has it ever?
1: You know who? The same fucking people who are
0: watching it now. Same people. It's not a profitable thing, really, but I guess whatever. Ring of Honor used to mean something. Ring of Honor used to be something. Granted, last, I don't know how many years it hasn't really been much of anything, but it's still like, yo, like, this is a problem this needs to be handled this needs to be fixed and athena deserves better and i don't think saying out loud that athena deserves a little bit better is a bad faith argument or any even bad in general it's just us pointing out the fact that we would like to see her on television just like every single fan other fan would and if that's a problem then maybe you need to ask the you know the guy you take up for all the time why that's a problem. Why is that a problem? Does anybody know? There's no explanation for it. Once the veils get removed in these in these situations, you realize these companies are no really, not really different. You know, maybe this company is not ran by a sex pest, but there's plenty of sex pests around. So speaking
1: of things, what well, you gotta ask them why, uh, whew. This fucking devil situation has. I, no, I'm so I'm, so, I'm so lost on oh, what's happening with the... This is I a fucking disaster, shit. man, a disaster. I oh, so. I You chose to prioritize this to the point of putting a comedy act, a European title level fucking feud in the main event of the biggest show in the history of professional wrestling. And now this sounds like I'm going to be negative but I'm actually going somewhere positive. And now these these guys have really no direction. They're feuding with the best fucking friends. Fucking kill me now. Um <laughs> So I will say though, oh, I will man. say though, Taven and Cassidy went fucking insane last week. That was fucking unexpectedly pretty dope. Oh, Taven's a good wrestler. I think yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Taven, good wrestler. So they they chose to go the direction they went with him in in 2019 for a reason. It uh, fucking bombed miserably, but absolutely they, they picked him for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Um. I was always my bomb. So, where I'm going with this is. So, I've been a little under the weather this week. I fell asleep about 15 minutes into Dynamite. But, I did wake back up just in time to see what I thought. Oh, this is the fucking Wardlow we need, man. God damn. Like, that he reminded me of, and they need to ape like immediately spotlight Batista. That's what he fucking reminded me of on Wednesday, the way he was cutting that promo, the way he was spitting facts about who he is and what he should be to this business, the, the posing in the, in the fucking, in the screen, the being a fucking asshole to people like Tony Schiavone, just because he can like, I need next week him to have a presentation like spotlight Dave, where he hits that thing, Arena Goes Dark, just a spotlight on him. Uh, you know, it's all about me. It's all about Wardlow. Like, that promo was fucking good. He finally feel, felt like he was confident. Um, this is going in a really good fucking direction. Wardlow. He wasn't even with the rest of the fucking crew. Where the fuck is Adam Colbin? I haven't seen Collision, so maybe he's been cutting promos on that show. Uh, he hasn't even been doing... Uh, he hasn't even been doing, you know... Story time with Adam Cole, baby. Like that was supposed to be what happened here. This is fucking fucking bad, brother. This is fucking bad. But it's been two months, right? They got the chance. They got the chance to build up and then re-fuck up Wardlow. Again, please don't fuck this. You almost never get a second chance like this. And technically, this is third chance. That was a fucking spark on Wednesday. Please, please
0: utilize it. I have no faith in AW to utilize it because, well, it's AW. Um, I am so lost in the in this. Like everything you just said to me, all sounds like foreign language because I have not watched any of this, so I don't know any of this shit that's been happening. Um, but what I will say. Is Wardlow has several times been given momentum and it's just stalled out. First, first when he first broke away from MJF, then they stalled that out. Then he was doing the um the uh Hobbs and Samoa Joe thing, then that stalled out, and then there was some injuries. Adam Cole. Adam Cole has been hurt for a very long time now and, well, I don't say a very long time, but he's been hurt for what, five, six months now? And the devil's storyline ended in terms of the reveal two months ago now. World's End was two months ago. What has been done in those two months to push the storyline ahead? I'll give you a bit of of a heads up on why the story does not work anymore because the person the story was built around it's not there and that's not just adam cole yeah maxwell jacob friedman now none of us expect maxwell jacob friedman to leave and go to wwe the whole bidding war of 2024 that's dead you know why because he got he got swept up in the okada osprey Deanna Brazo, Mercedes Monet talk. Who the fuck cares if whenever he's coming back? If you got all these people, so that story died. And then also Max was not great in that last year. Honestly, he's just not great. So it made people not care as much. So when you have that, you
1: have a story that people don't really give a shit about like that. People are just like,
0: yeah, okay, whatever.
1: Like, this is okay. the uh, most truth bombed episode we've ever done because we're, yeah. we're just, we're just, we're just. Slaughtering sacred cows here left and right. It's, it's the middle of the day on a Saturday. Yeah, both, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, Both of us
0: been under the weather all week. This is yeah. this is just fucking. No. This is this is. This is
1: dude,
0: I will not really. say that.
1: Okay, so I will not say that Max wasn't great. Match wise was great. What Stories. I will say is it didn't fucking work. It unequivocally did not work. I don't.
0: I don't think he's a face. So, I don't think he's naturally a face. And I think. I think he if he's gonna be a face he has to be a tweet like a tweener kind of situation where he's a bit of a because he's like nothing about max mjf to me is like badass right so he can't be a badass face he just has to be an asshole who people kind of like oh yeah man like we we like mjf because because he's an asshole and 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 but you know i'm your scumbag and oh, I love you, bro, Chacho. like, it started okay, and then just kind of devolved into, like, some bullshit. And that's the issue with a lot of storylines in AEW, unfortunately. They have a lot of stories that are good and start off good for the first two weeks, and then they slowly, slowly fall off. And when that happens, I mean, what can you do?
1: You know? And I, I think, think he could be, I think he has the potential to be a really good baby face, but it has to be a without the goofy shit it's just
0: i think that's It has the to be somebody it has genuine. to be without the
1: wink and nod goofy shit. yeah it has to be genuine a genuine development of someone's character both character like wrestling character but also character like as a person um but they ruined it actually i'll say this they
0: ruined it when they tried to force him to stay healed when he came back after the uh you know the big fire me you fucking mark shit like People that should tell you how, how where AEW's fan base is. People wanted to cheer him. He he got cheered over Punk in Chicago when he came back. That which which was the start of the downfall of AEW in many ways. But he got cheered, and then did, they, they stuck him with William Regal uh, for a little while, and they tried to do that story with like John Moxley, and then he you know, and then Regal was dealing with him, and then he like Regal turns on Moxley, and then he he takes out. And so it was like, it was this forced thing. And I think the, the, the only time where it really worked for like, like the national transition of, of him trying to be a face. I think that three to five week window when him and Cole started to feud and he was starting to get over, that was the sweet spot. Like that was the sweet spot for their situation of him being like, begrudgingly being like, all right, I'm cool with you. All right, fine. And then it's like, you're my bro. but like. And I guess this is... Max's storylines are all his. He determines his own storylines. Of course, it has to get approved by Tony Khan, but he's pretty much got creative control, like many people in AEW. So I would blame Max, and this is why I blame Max, because I think Max Max thought this shit was going to be good. I think Max feels like If he's not going to leave AEW, he needs to bring some WWE-style presentation stuff so that he can get a feel of what it's like to work those type of storylines. And we're so far away from the Max that went against CM Punk. And I think it's because now you're seeing, like, okay, even before – I don't want to say this because I was never a big MJ MJF fan like that ever prior to the punk feud. I didn't like his feud with Jericho. I thought his feud with Cody was like, eh. I just never was a fan of his like that. I thought he was a you know pretty good mic, you know, pretty good guy on the mic and promo guy, but I never felt like so. I think when he comes back, it's almost like he has to reinvent himself. Because we've seen you be a heel for three years, four years. Then we saw you try this. I'm your scumbag. Yeah, I'm a scumbag, but I'm your scumbag. Like it's just—it's like Lex Express bullshit to me. It's like some Lex Express shit. Like, like yeah, I'm such and such, but I belong to you guys. It's Politician shit. I—it it doesn't work for me. And hopefully, when Max comes back, which I believe will be sooner than later, I think post Revolution hitting into double and nothing, you probably see him. Um, oh, for
1: God. the moment, yeah. Hopefully, he will not have a long time off, man. Get healed up. He was all fucked up. They got all these people debuting soon. The the show's gonna be all stacked. Like that gives them time. I, I would say right. So I hope they let him give it, have some time off.
0: I know he needs about probably four to six months of uh, recovery time, health wise. Probably a little more. But I would say the longer they keep this devil story, this undisputed kingdom shit, going on, he's gonna come back sooner than later. He 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 might not wrestle wrestle because Adam is not healed yet. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like Adam Cole is going to be healed to the summertime, Uh, and that's preliminary thought process.
1: Well, prospectively, you do put the belt on Swerve, regardless of what's going on with Hangman Page. Um, Which, goddamn, that is a shame, man. He has been so fucking lame this whole goddamn time, and he finally starts to get. Awesome, the last few weeks, and sounds like maybe there's an issue. Um, um, about that, you... much ado about nothing, put it like that. Much ado about this. It's,
0: it's, no. it's
1: not on the follow up thing, the personal issue.
0: Yes, it's not. I, I think he'll be a revolution. Um, okay. I, I think I based on what I heard, once I mean again, not just I that. I hope, I hope dude's all right. Young family. Yeah, alone. no. It, are. I, I, yeah. I think I think it's just some family stuff, which I mean, obviously that's tough anyway. But I don't think it'll be something that'll take him away too long. Um, and hopefully, hopefully everything works out. But I think in some way his character is going to be kind of a result of like some of some of what's going on in his personal life. But I mean, also the per- the people who, who ran with the personal life stuff was like Alvarez and, and Meltzer. So you, you kinda kind of so. yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like much ado about nothing because the people who I talk to who would probably know, they're like, oh it's, it's 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 a it's a minor thing. It's not, you know, to our knowledge, it's nothing major. It's something he needs to take, you know, I need to take care of. But i like if if the people who are there are saying it's not super major, I think Meltzer and Alvarez, they talk to people and people, those people don't <laughs> have the best interest of AW at heart sometimes. With the people that Meltzer and I know who <laughs> Some of the people they talk to, so um,
1: yeah. Well, I hope that works out. But anyways, back to what we were saying. Uh, cool. Perspectively, you put it on Swerve and you have Kingdom chase him for a little while, build that up, and then when it finally looks like they're going to achieve their goal you have Max reappear and fuck them over to stop him from achieving their goal. Um, that would be... And then that would line up months-wise, I think, as well. Um, I think...
0: Swerve is obviously the next AEW World Champion, right? But... My concern is... After Swerve wins the title, I think... They're... Going to eventually pivot to Osprey versus Swerve. I think Swerve as champion. Have we ever seen Swerve get to carry a show as the main guy? I am curious to see what this looks like. Uh, That's the Samoa Joe has done an amazing job as champion, right? I think amazing, amazing. And I think he's restored a bit of the importance of the title that with Max, it kind of it kind of was just like eh, you know, it didn't feel as important. Uh, and you know they 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 did a lot of you know topsy turvy shit with Moxa champion and then, and then, you know Max won it and then Max had it for like a whole year kind of holding the belt hostage and then you you now put the belt on on Joe who Joe hasn't wrestled a lot and he hasn't really defended it so I think my question is do they go ahead and and pull the and pull the trigger or do they try to extend it because there's a rumor of a pay per view in April. Um, do they try to push it to April and, and give Swerve a one-on-one match as a face now or or what? Um Revolution will be interesting. I think Revolution
1: is shaping up to be a great card, yeah. though. Phenomenal fucking show. Um, speaking of another point of interest on that show, uh but God, I'm so torn because it's one of those things where you know, we see these things where like somebody's on the rise, and it would be a good idea to put a belt on them or give them a good win. But the act that has the belt on them is also mm-hmm. simultaneously so on fucking fire, and that is the case with this um <clears throat> with this Christian Daniel Garcia thing. You know, uh, no secret here on this pod. Daniel Garcia, DG, is our fucking guy, and I'm, I'm just fucking hype. Make sure you check that up fucking hype that they're building him up but like fuck this christian thing is so fucking good and the group looks so good and they play their roles so fucking good i i just i just don't know what to do with that i think it's easy i think you
0: give the belt to dg and i think you let christian spiral in in the best way possible to where he grabs his his family and he's like, we got to get back what they stole from us, and and blah blah blah. He goes into you know more people who's got dead fathers, um, you know, does this thing. I think the I think it I think Christians' role should be to pass the torch to the next guys that are in waiting. Daniel Garcia is absolutely one of those guys. So I think. You could even do a surprise, like a shocker win, like a roll up or something. Nothing, something not decisive, and have it to where Christian's like, "Oh, he caught me off guard! Like, like you took advantage of me. I wasn't even that." Like, just something where he could he could run with it and be so like ridiculous that it it still keeps his stuff going, you know, straight and narrow and, and fun
1: and well, put and the belt on DG. There's certainly no shortage of fucking belts in in AEW, so shift the belts to another act um or shift this act to another set of belts the trios titles we've remarked multiple times that those are in hell right now yeah nick wayne nick wayne killswitch and Christian become the, the trios champions and then that'll the, be the awesome. whole thing is is about them being being a unit um <clears throat> that would be awesome. uh tag belts same thing they're going to kind of be in a little bit of a uh, interesting spot uh, after Revolution. Um, I think we're uh, assuming I'm not, I'm, assuming that I'm they're going to go to the Young Bucks. Yeah, um, not an interesting spot. Definitely not interested in me. But uh. <laughs> I think we're assuming they're going to go to the Young Bucks. So you don't want to do heel versus seal, but like put them in a multi man match and get the belts on. Christian and Killswitcher, Christian and Nick Wayne, uh, and then you know of course there's the all the other the international title that's been needed to fucking go somewhere the fuck else um, for a long fucking time. And that, don't take me as – I'm not being cliché and hating on Orange Cassidy. I like Orange Cassidy as a performer. I just He's hate the wrestler. way they use him. I just hate the way that they use him. When he comes also out, the belt. Don't exactly. On, man. When he God comes damn. out there, I'm like, I don't even need to watch this. Like, you know, the, so that belt has been needed to move a long time. A lot of options to go ahead and put over Daniel Garcia, let him have a run with this major, major championship. And then a lot of options to shift other sets of either sets of belts or individual titles onto Christian, onto this group, so that they can keep the heat up because they're so fucking good. God damn, they're so good. Yeah, AW, good. for all awesome. of its faults, man, have some of the best fucking things going. Tony Storm, uh, The Patriarchy, Swerve, like all of these things are fucking phenomenal. Um, they just got to clean up the COVID. rest of the stuff, cash in on this pay per view coming up.
0: I, I love Tony Storm. I love everything Tony Storm does. I think she's fucking her. I think what I love about Tony Storm is that it's nothing but personality and over the top ridiculousness. And it's been so long since we've to me and AEW where we've had it and it wasn't juvenile in its own right. And I mean, yeah. it is. I mean, even there are juvenile like juvenile humor sometimes with the Tony Storm stuff. But just some of the stuff she says, <laughs> like. To think of that, and then like it has to be on a someone has to be on the fly. I would assume yeah, because like absolutely. nobody's writing that, and so that shows her timing, her comedic timing. Like Tony Storm could take this and be someone who could break into Hollywood
1: as an actress because she's literally doing method acting here. What the fuck do you mean break into, sir? You're gonna get us in trouble with her. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just saying.
0: I you mean, you mean in
1: the modern era, of course. Yeah, yeah. Modern era, she, yeah, she's
0: yeah, you know, make her comeback, make a comeback in, in, yeah. into the world of yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, my fault. I'm sorry. But no, I think it's I just think like the what she shows is so great. Like she is just her timing, the it's like her back and forth with, with Tony and, and and how she mistakes you know some of the commentators for like other people. Like shit like that. It's like yo. When comedy is done right in wrestling, it's fucking hilarious. Unfortunately, it does not get done well very much uh, in wrestling in recent memory. So, I, I think uh, Tony, I I, I I hope they don't put Diana over Tony personally because I want to see Tony continue this. And I think the Mariah May story has to take shape. But we got an elephant in the room that's just a couple weeks from showing up, who is supposed to be given. So we got CM Punk and A Steel for the women's division, basically uh, coming in right now. If you have not know, have heard <laughs> one of Mercedes Monet's besties in professional wrestling, uh, uh, Pepperman, I believe, is her name. Yeah, was just signed. She uh, asked for her release from WWE, uh, and I think she quit, basically quit, and then Sounds ended like, up.
1: So it seems like, I mean, I, we haven't heard this, but it logic would lead you to believe it was specifically to go to AEW to work yeah. with Mercedes Monet.
0: Yep. And so essentially Mercedes is being given the red carpet. She is being given the CM Punk treatment. They announced a hometown debut, um, titled it, after something that made it very obvious it would be her. Um, and now they give her her own writer who will also be involved with writing other women you know what you know i have a thought on this
1: and i i think we have the same thought on it so are we gonna say right now everybody pick your sides this is like on the on uh on sports websites and things where they're like oh at the beginning of the season pick your favorite team so you can't change them later if this (laughs) goes a certain way are 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 some of you out there willing to admit that maybe there's a common denominator? Because <laughs> uh, there's a, all the ingredients are there for the backstage portion of this to be a fucking disaster. All of the ingredients are there. Uh... I got a lot to say, <laughs> but I'm I, but not enough time.
0: Well, there's to gonna
1: be plenty of time to say it. I mean, yeah, look, uh, next I, couple
0: next couple months. <laughs> thoughts uh. and
1: prayers that everything goes great and everybody gets along and she's worth the money and she is a draw for them. And I will, I will tell you what one person told me that maybe or may not works around
0: WWE. And they said, well, that's their problem now. And it's funny because... And they dealt well, with the last one so well. <laughs> but, so it's funny. It's funny. Four months ago, when CM Punk showed up in WWE, AEW said to me, well, he's their problem now. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Because since Punk's been... In WWE, he's been consummate professional. Been great for the last three months. He he loves it back there. I can tell you directly from CM Punk's camp. He loves this this new WWE. It's free flowing. He gets to you know help younger guys out. People listen, which is important that they listen. I know if you listen to the our sports pod, you know young people don't always listen, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just like he loves it there. Now, with Mercedes coming, I don't have a window into Mercedes camp, personally. I know people who know her, and they say she's excited about her, her debut in AEW. So was Punk. Yeah. She wants to help. She wants to work with and grow the women's division. So <laughs> did Punk. <laughs> and she thinks bringing in someone like a Pepperman would help provide a different perspective and also put a woman's voice for the women's division. Now, that I do agree with. It would probably help to have a woman's voice backstage to actually help and make those decisions. My issue, Peppermint has a history backstage of rubbing people the wrong way. Now, WWE, you could be like, ha, yeah, 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 fuck those guys. Make them pissed off. But see, those things travel. They travel. If you can piss off people who work backstage in that company you can easily piss off people who work backstage in this company because it's very easy to piss off people backstage in that company because don't it's believe me
1: all feels wrestling
0: yeah you know like you can all, ask me all emotion wrestling <laughs> yeah nothing but emotions and feels you say one thing so i think mercedes she doesn't know exactly what she's getting into. She hasn't been in a locker room like that. She doesn't know. There's rumors already that people are not happy with her coming in backstage. And I know. <laughs> and I, I, did somebody, and I, I did talk to somebody. Not even there yet. And I did talk to somebody.
1: That fucking place, man.
0: And oh. AEW, I talked to somebody. Somebody oh. in AEW said, they said, I love the idea of Mercedes coming in I think is great the talk backstage half and half I was like half and half and, she, and she's, she's not even four, there like three weeks away and it was like it's like it's because some people don't know her and I was like so what like <laughs> who
1: cares like well, yeah, you what people- the fuck does that got to do with it it's clear that you've not shifted to your mindset in a particular in the right direction but, that, but but who did this happen well, well, to? Well, I don't know her. What the fuck does that matter? Same what I know to. is that y'all are putting 7,000 people in a building, and that hasn't happened on a TV show in a long fucking time.
0: And Jesus. also, I want to point out, I know we talked about this on the show. I don't know if we talked about the particulars of this on-air and off-air, or off-air. But I just want to say, Mercedes bringing in thousands of people Thousands more than, than they have recent memory. I would like to see what those numbers turn out to be after. After the Big Business or the second dance, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to see what those numbers are. I'd like to see what the numbers for that Dynamite ends up being. Um, You know, I think it's great that she's... Obviously, Double or Nothing is what they're building to. Uh, Forbidden Door in New York City also... She's gonna still be working Japan stuff uh, here and there. So, there have a they have Mercedes has her own plan. But I can tell you what, if you're backstage, AEW, and you've been there for years, and you feel like you haven't got your just due and your your chance to shine, I know for a fact you're not gonna be super happy about Mercedes Monet coming in and being given the world. Because no matter what is good for business, people's emotions in that company override what's good for business. That is the truth sometimes. People's feelings kept us from getting the greatest AEW feud we could have ever had. That's the truth. We we did we never really got a great Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker feud because, well. There was a lot of stuff there. And there was also a rumor right now, people have said it, that Thunder Rosa is not happy about mercedes Monet coming in. I cannot confirm or deny that, but I can say that certain people are not always fond of the people you think they are. Sasha Banks did not have a large amount of friends back in the WWE days. And I think she likes it that way because she's very particular and I, I I respect the hell out of Mercedes for that.
1: Honestly, yeah, she I was don't think no say, shit. Uh, I know somebody who can relate.
0: Yeah, I don't take uh, you know I don't take no shit from companies, and she don't either. What what it is what it is is that Tony Khan sees her as someone who can help change his business, get them into you know profitable area, and he's going to work with that, and as he should. However, that first disagreement, and trust me, it will be a disagreement you're going to oh, find out the big disagreements. <laughs> that that first big one, you're going to see if she just decides I'm not coming to Dynamite tonight, fuck you. Cuz she's done it at raw. She's done it. It's like she's left and she oh, asked for her release in 2019 for WWE. She she will not hesitate to walk out. And the truth is, Tony Khan's contracts for his mm-hmm. wrestling talent, not for any other talent. Um, are guaranteed money. It's like the NBA, like guaranteed money. So if she could say, okay, I got this money. I'm out of here. Fuck you. You ain't gonna do it. Like, that's not what we talked about. And that's it. And then, Tony, if you build your whole division around someone who is considered an outsider, then what you gonna do? You gotta keep her happy at the risk of making your besties in those companies feel a little bit left out the person you send to do the Jacksonville Jaguars media all the time, who's not even a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, she
1: might feel some type of way. She feels that way, but everybody already. So, uh, let me be clear here. So, the, you know, the usual suspects on Twitter ain't gonna. This is not us uh, denigrating Mercedes. No, it's the other it way around. Out. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't. You can't trust that company. To well, handle this, we are, we have been very consistent. We are on the side of doing business. Make, and make, and making sense in business. So if too. that's your biggest fucking draw, then you fucking take care of it and you take care of people and their little bullshit backstage. The thing is, is this company has not shown the ability to do that much to their own fucking destruction. And therein lies the issue, because as the circle the is laid out. Mercedes Monet doesn't fucking play that bullshit.
0: She's that's she she her cousin's a Snoop Dogg dad, and she be around corrupted death row people. I try to explain to people of wrestling if you grew up and you're around people who are from a certain background a certain demographic. And Eric, you know this uh, personally too. Uh, same with the whole my whole whole crew. If you come up a certain way, the bullshit of wrestling is foreign to you because it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like people will try you in wrestling, or it's like, oh, you gotta. It's like, oh, who the fuck, who the fuck are you? And Mercedes very much so is the, that who the fuck do you think you are? You're not, you're not getting through to somebody that, that is gonna say who the fuck, like what, like really, like because she understands. She is the draw. There, there's no woman in AW, and I'm not saying this to be mean to the women in AW, but it's just. There's no woman in AW that is going to draw the attention, and she will. Even if it doesn't turn out to be a longevity thing, just that initial one, there's no woman that could like, you can't sign Deanna Perosa and make it be that big. You could sign Becky Lynch, maybe, and, and have it be that big. But, like, Becky Lynch, to my knowledge, ain't going nowhere. She's about to headline WrestleMania. So, and she's about to sign an extension. Rightfully so. Yeah, so it's like you're not gonna see anyone that's gonna jump. She is the last, cause I can tell you, buddy. TKO is not letting these girls go. Rhea Ripley's your Bianca Belairs. They're not going anywhere. Bianca Belair might go one place, and that's Hollywood. <laughs> that is, she's not gonna go to AEW. Yep. So
1: it's the other way around. It's flipped the other way around now. Where I see people in AEW, and I'm like, man, I can't wait till they go to the WWE. Yeah, shout out to Instead my boy of the Rick other way around. Shout out to my boy Ricky. Yeah, Starks, yeah, for it's... no for no particular reason. Um, no particular. Reason. Just because we I, like I... him a lot. Uh, speaking, speaking of right. God man, like what the fuck? Like he lost the tag team titles and like like what's his direction now? Is there a direction? Uh, uh, Milk carton the side of one? Um, like, it's fucking terrible, man. Gosh. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. We'll wait till this time next year and see what we're talking about. Um. Speaking of people who are headline WrestleMania, maybe we'll close with this. Uh Drew Mack, in he was a runaway for uh Hater of the Year. Um rec- until, up until recently, until Monday night, when when Jay Uso uh or Jimmy Uso um did some incredible, incredible hating. Uh some of my best fucking verbiage of the year, some of my favorite verbiage of the year. You think you were gonna go win without me? Fuck that. Like that was amazing. Drew looking like he's headed towards uh, Seth Rollins, WrestleMania, something that I don't think a lot of us would have expected uh, just, uh, you know, a mere six months ago, but man, he has really since uh, the Vince curse has been lifted and everybody's kind of been able to cook. He has reinvented himself, really seized the opportunity. And he's been, he's been fucking amazing in the year of 2024. I think this is, the right move sending Drew in there to go against Seth.
0: Uh I agree. Um, I think the pivot for this works because losing punk um allows Seth to still remain a face because I think Seth versus Punk was gonna put him in like a weird split thing, you know, and in T to the line. So It allows Seth to go in with... I mean, And and Drew is eventually going to be getting shared because his hating is so damn fucking entertaining.
1: What I think Um, they might do is let Drew get this win, carry the belt, and then CM Punk's going to come back. And obviously he's going to go after Drew. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then I think eventually... I think the pivot here for WrestleMania is Seth and Punk were going to be night one main event. Cody and Roman night two. But now Seth and Drew doesn't feel like a – because they've had the match. so They've they've fought each other so many times. I think it doesn't feel like a night one main event. And if you notice, they haven't disclosed yet what's what's night one, what's night two. So I think Seth and Drew being night two behind Cody and Roman with The Rock and Roman because Cody laid out a challenge, right? Cody laid out a challenge to Rock. At Elimination Chamber, I believe, or yeah. something to that effect. So yeah, we did. we're we're gonna see it, and we're gonna see WrestleMania is gonna be what a two night extravaganza should be, in my opinion. Which, you know, in in the, when we we used to do the indies, we used to do three night three night shows sometimes. You know, three 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 nights in a weekend, or two or back to back shows, and you would have your best wrestlers on both of those shows but you would also have different opponents you'd have you know intertwining stories and this that and the other and so i think a lesson from this would be build it up as a two-night extravaganza but the rock could be a part of both nights um seth rollins could wrestle both nights roman reigns wrestles both nights cody rhodes wrestles both nights that's how you maximize so that way you're not also you're also not cheating in some way your fan base who like man I want to see both nights, but I, you know, like, but man, I might not get to see Cody and Seth and, and I might not get to see rock. If I don't, you know, if, if, if I want to go to night two, I might not see rock. I might not see blah, blah, blah. So it actually, to me, maximizes your kind of your, your, I guess your draws, you know, a little bit by having them be on both on both nights. And I think it works because now Seth and Drew can go out there and steal the show if they wanted to on the same night as Roman and Cody and Cody gets his Wrestle uh, Seth gets his WrestleMania main event and a tag match. And he gets to go against the rock, which he's never had the opportunity to actually face the rock in any way, shape or form outside of like the little shield beat downs. So I, I think it works out. And I think drew absolutely has shown he can be champion. And I think raw is better off with a heel champion anyway, personally, because Cody's probably winning. And he's going to be the champion that is mostly going to be on SmackDown, I assume. So if that is the case, by all means. And then, and I think Drew has to win it because to complete his kind of his his side mission story now with the Punk thing, it's like I hated my way all the way into the main a main event at WrestleMania. I hated my way into the championship that CM Punk was supposed to get, and now you lay out a story for Punk and Drew to to go at each other and build something great in the summertime. And yes, I'm saying the summertime. Yes, I'm not saying in November, December, or no, I'm saying the summertime because I 99% sure he'll be back by the summertime and should be able to go.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, The summertime will still be rocking and we will be ready to go. Uh, Look forward just real quick. um, Some people uh, noted Raquel Rodriguez's appearance, she has a, a condition that she recently discovered. She posted some pictures of it on Instagram, uh, having breakouts. Yeah, I noticed that she had a breakout, that. I guess, from the flight going over. And, um, I just want to say, her still going out there, uh, no makeup was, was fucking brave and she looked fucking awesome. And I don't think there'd be anything wrong or anything that they, if they had one of the women wrestlers who didn't wear makeup and just whooped ass, there's nothing wrong. I'm not, saying there's anything wrong with putting on makeup i'm just saying she looked awesome and it was cool to have something that was a little bit different um so i hope you know that she, she can get good treatment and feel good and i hope that uh she gets lots of positive feedback because um that had to be been nerve-wracking and that was fucking badass of her for sure and she had a great power bomb that bianca sold fuck yeah fucking, uh, great power like... bomb and then a double power bomb later that was yeah fucking sick
0: it's fucking awesome in in and... Uh, right, right, like I said, the, the the situation with Raquel and that's very unfortunate. And like I like I noticed that, and I didn't because I didn't read that, you know, that she had the thing, but I saw that. And my first thought when I saw it, without knowing anything, was, oh man, it must be the condition I heard they're talking about. That you know, like that. I'm like, it, it it's okay to not I just want to say it's okay to not have makeup on sometimes. It's totally fine. Just want people to know that. And because I because you will see a lot of weirdos. Um, I would say like a lot of weirdos who will be like, you know, why don't they have da 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 da? And like I, I like I think that's I don't know I because I, I I did see a couple people say that, and I was just like I'm not even going to dignify that with a response because you guys are not around women in real life anyway, most of you, so it's okay. Um, but no big kudos to Raquel. Big kudos to the women in general that were uh all the women that wrestled. Um, the Kabuki warriors were in the, uh, the, the kickoff um, the, the chamber, the chamber match was, was, was great. Um, I think all the women did great there. I think Rhea Ripley, uh, and Nia Jax, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the last few things I've seen Nia Jax do has been pretty good. Pretty good. good.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: Absolutely. (laughs) very shocking to me a little bit cuz i used to her not being pretty good but she's been pretty good she had some pretty solid matches good matches so kudos to her uh 100% kudos kudos to, to Nia Jax kudos to Rhea Ripley uh a, a main event of a stadium show for Rhea Ripley is awesome uh i think i know that for damn sure is Nia Jax's first main event uh on pay per view so or or i'm sorry uh PLE for premium live event, that's what they call it.
1: I but... think her and Bailey, uh, main evented a an NXT one. That's the closest they got. Yeah, the uh, the London one, uh, the first London NXT Nia show. J- I'm pretty sure it was Bailey and Nia Jackson the main event. Yes. Jesus Christ. Or were they in the main event, or were they the second to main? Because I believe that was also the same night. No, because that was the same night that uh Kevin Owens and um Finn Balor went against each other, and Finn Balor had the jacket Jack the Ripper fucking get up on. I, that, okay okay now that i okay i do remember that
0: okay i do remember
1: i that. can't remember if they went on last or second to last but it was that that's the only one that might be that i can remember now you made me go to google
0: you made me go to google uh
1: i i think it was second to last i think it was second to last. it has to it has to be right well yeah we hope to not be second to last in your heart for wrestling and sports <laughs> content yeah. uh check out the sports pod it's on earlier on this week got a lot of interesting things coming up on that some potential big guests coming up here on weekend wrestling uh working on it. Working on it. just like the rise of women's wrestling in the year of 2024 the world dar never stops